Hi, it's Pete Price, and this week's podcast is local. Jerry is speaking for a lot of people. They're trying to save the Bucket Fountain. Now, it is part of our history. It's a unique sculpture, and it needs saving. Listen to this wonderful podcast with Jerry. Have a listen and join in the fight to save the Bucket Fountain. It's Pete Price. It's a podcast. Have a listen. Loads of people from the city will remember the Bucket Fountain from 1967 when it was um, inaugurated. It was a remarkable piece of public art. It's now the only kinetic fountain. That means it's a, it's a fountain that's designed around the sound created by the water cascading into the receiving pool. And uh, it's just been an absolute delight for, for generations of people. And then, sadly, under the, the last uh, administration in the, in the council, um, a local developer who managed to buy the freehold of Beetham Plaza and uh, the uh, apartments around it, decided that he wanted to build another hotel in the very tiny space of Beetham Plaza. The only drawback was the fountain was there. But that didn't trouble the head of regeneration or the uh, highways people who worked, and the mayor, of course, who worked with the developer in order to facilitate this happening. We picked up very, very quickly on it. Um, uh, people from the university and local residents got together and managed to get it grade two listed in a very short space of time. And it was recognized as the outstanding example of a kinetic fountain from the 1960s, which was also fascinatingly for Liverpool. It was part of a public um, plaza that had a, had a work of art at the center of it. This was a kind of a new theme. Works of art were just put in different places. But this was designed with a public work of art to be at the center of it. And that's been recognized now as a grade two uh, listed uh, monument. Um, so it's in a state of disrepair. Um, we've managed to save it, so it's not going to be demolished or removed or put somewhere else. And we're now raising the funds to restore it to its full working order. It needs to be upgraded a bit. Um, from the 1960s, things have improved in some ways in the mechanism uh, to make it function better and last longer. So we're at the stage now. We've uh, had a campaign on just giving for... Um, £12,200 to pay for all the study works that need to be done to look at how much it's going to cost to restore the fountain. And we've raised 9K of that. Um, the developer who, who wanted to demolish it, his um, spokesperson, his PR uh, spokesperson, Dougal Paver, said that they'd be giving £2,000 towards, as a goodwill gesture, I think, towards the fountain restoration. But We've heard nothing. That was that was six weeks ago now. But the public have raised £9,000 and we're short of about £2,000 to complete the first phase um, analysis and study uh, report that needs to be produced. That's it in a nutshell, Pete. Jerry, it sounds very expensive just to find out what's wrong. Um, well, this has been put together by leading experts. The, tra the drawback is... To restore the fountain, we don't know exactly yet how much it's going to cost. Right. But we reckon probably 
twenty to thirty thousand pounds to to restore the, the the fountain properly. There's a lot of work needs to be done on it, um, but. The, you will not be able to get money from the Heritage uh, Lottery Fund without having this kind of work done. Ah, so that's right. why it needs to be it needs to be done. We have to have reports. We have to have shown that we've gone everywhere. We've looked at everybody. Uh, we've we've got these figures together. They're absolutely legitimate, bona fide. We've looked at different options and companies. Um, and of course, we haven't yet heard. The first phase has been done. We've had. Um, the experts come down and look at it but we haven't yet seen their report that's really really interesting um why uh, why i know that the the um, council is strapped for cash but why haven't they got involved in a big way to save it because uh, when the ships come in when people come to see the wonderful things and pieces of art we've got in liverpool surely that should be on the list Absolutely. You, you would expect that, wouldn't you? The drawback is, I've got to say, Tony Reeves, the chief exec of the city, has been very supportive, but he's made it clear that there isn't any money in the coffers. Um, however, I had a, a, a meeting this week with Councillor Nick Small, and uh, Councillor Small was saying that there is a possibility that we could apply for Section 106 funding. Uh, now that City Centre... Section 106 funds will remain within the city. There's a possibility we could apply to some funding. But uh, we haven't done that yet. And uh, that's only just yeah. come up this week as an option. So I'm hoping that we might get some support from the council. But the council doesn't own it. The council did own it. Um, it's, it's gone as part of the leasehold agreement right. with the, um, the, the landowner who now owns the land. The council's the freeholder. Um, but the... Uh, the landowner, the developer who's bought Beef and Plaza, um, he officially owns the fountain. So we can't even restore it without without his permission to do that. Jerry, why are you so passionate about this piece of art? Well, I'm just a scouser. I love it. I mean, it's, it's, it's historic. Um, why would you want to lose it? I've got to say, when I first heard about the plans for a hotel, my immediate reaction was, oh, God, only in Liverpool could this be happening. When you look at the size of the plaza and look at a 10-storey hotel going in that tiny space, there isn't another city would have taken that application seriously. But not only did we take it seriously, the developer was being encouraged to put articles in the Echo. The Echo was totally behind the idea putting articles in, oh, it's, nobody, it's ignored, it's in a quiet place, let's move it somewhere else, let's put it on the strand where more people can see it, completely forgetting, Pete, that it's a kinetic fountain. The sound is crucial, and the sound reverberates where it is beautifully. So you do get this sense of a rough sea, the kind of seas that, you know, it was in um, the gory piazza, it used to be called before it was renamed Beetham Plaza, it was called the Gori Piazza, named after the uh, place in, in Africa where the slaves were put on the Liverpool ships as part of the slave trade. And this fountain was recreating the sound of the sea that, uh, that the slaves were transported on. And as for people not going to see it, I, uh, an awful lot of people do go and see it. Yeah, they they, they yeah, ask yeah. about day. it all the time, all Every the time. Day. That you can ask any of the shopkeepers, restaurant owners, bars around there, people will go in. Where, yeah. uh, where's the bucket fountain? 
Yeah, totally, totally agree. We've had some uh, flyers published, and we've been giving out these flyers on uh, uh, Chapel Street, letting people know uh, what's just around the corner if they've never been to see it. And uh, that's been that's been interesting as well. I've got to say, the comments we've got on our our website have been fantastic. We've had a petition that we've asked people to sign, and so far over five and a half thousand people have signed a petition to keep it in its place and restore it. And I, if, you've, if you've got a moment, I can just read a, one sentence from Tony Reeves, the chief executive of the council, who, who wrote a, an email to us saying, this is admired by many. The fountain is a prominent and well-known feature of great significance reflected in its listing by Historic England. So we've got a lot of support from the right people. Um, we're just now on a, a trajectory to raise the funds, to get the reports finished, make the application to Historic, to, to the Heritage Lottery Fund, and uh, we're hopeful that we'll be well received. Jerry, how can they find out more about it? Uh, the easiest thing is to go to justgiving.com slash campaign slash Bucket Fountain. But if you get to the justgiving.com site and type in Bucket Fountain, it's the only one there. Uh, it's the only one in the world, Pete. It's, and it's in Liverpool. And what about the Facebook, where they can find that? Yeah, the same. Uh, the save, save the Bucket Fountain on Facebook. So your message to people to finish off now, and please use the airways, your message to people out there now, what would you say? Is please give us, give us your support. We desperately want this fountain to be functioning as soon as we can. Uh, the sooner we've got this report done, the sooner we can show that we've got citizens behind it uh, and the Just Giving campaign. I mean, we're just ordinary Liverpool people. There's none of us got any stake in this at all, except we want to see our city's rich heritage um, increased in, and multiplied and renovated and enjoyed and, and that another generation can benefit from it. The only criticism I've got is I hate the colour they've painted it. It's awful. Oh, so do we. That's not the original colour. I know. We can, awful We can colour. assure you that if it is restored, it will be restored to its original original colour scheme. Jerry? Definitely. We totally support that. Jerry, keep in touch. Thanks, Pete, very much. If you enjoyed that, why not subscribe? Because all the podcasts are free, and I'd love your company, and you can switch me on any time you want. Liverpool Live.